cell phones on silent and shut your fucking mouth. The show is about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And tonight, we've got a very special episode for all of you. We are going to host a watch party with Tucker Carlson and a man who has come out before, apparently, on that one show with Dinesh D'Souza, uh, claiming to be Barack Obama's lover. And so I want to put this caveat out there here before we even really kick this off. This live is going to be for mature audiences only. If you are not over the age of 18, you need to go. If you are not over the age of 18, you cannot watch. And I'm doing this to basically cover my own ass, okay? If the live for some reason gets taken down for one reason or another, you can find this interview on Twitter or X or whatever it's called on Tucker Carlson, or you can go to tuckercarlson.com and watch it there, okay? You can finish watching there. I'm not going to try and come back. Um, I am not going to leave this live up either. I don't think I will upload it to Spotify. If you want to send it to friends for them to listen to or so on and so forth, uh, Spotify or any of the podcast stations, Apple podcast, Google podcast, um, iHeartRadio. I mean, we're on all of them, I guess at this point, um, the shipwreck show is intended for mature audiences. Only viewer discretion is advised parental warning for language. Fucking a Johnson. Fuck, give me that yellow money train, uh, YouTube. Because that's what they do, right? They don't take my videos down anymore. They just give me the yellow. They just don't let me monetize any of them. And that's okay. Because we're still here and we're still queer. No, we're not. But you know who might be? Do you know who might be? Heather and Lisa. Lisa, thank you guys for being members for so long. I love your faces. Thanks for being here. Apparently, Barack Obama. Now, listen. I got people in my... Co- I made these videos, right? And people are like, this is all news. Bitch, I never heard of this guy. I have been down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. I was down the Joan Rivers. That was the first I'd really heard of this. And then I fell into the book that Barack Obama had written about him. I can't remember the name of it now, but there's a segment in that book where he talks about how he fantasizes sleeping with men, but only in imagination only. It's Kat Silverby, thank you for being a member for 18 months. Um, I had never, I've never heard of this guy. I had never heard of the preacher in Chicago. I've never heard of any of this. And so this was news to me. And this is why I think a lot of people who reach their awakening super early, um, even us, we were at kind of almost kind of an early stage because a lot of things are coming out now that we kind of already knew we're going on. We got to be really careful, not with the whole, we told you so, or this is new, new. Look, the idea is to get everybody on board, not to push people away because they didn't know what they didn't know when they didn't know it. Um, so if you're doing that, knock it off. It's annoying. It's annoying when the left does it. Okay. It's annoying when you do it too. Nobody likes, nobody likes that. Joan Rivers was a great comedian. Very honest. Yes, she was. She's like the Ricky Gervais of, of female comedians. In my opinion, the live or the uh, video is going to be posted uh, at five o'clock my time. So in about 10 minutes, um, I have to do some commentary before I have to do a little commentary afterwards. I don't know how long it is. It might be a little bit. I might be in and out because it's obviously president elect cherry. Hello. It's obviously um, dinner time here. And so I've got one kid fed. I got the other kid who wasn't hungry just yet. So he's going to eat a little bit. And then Mr. Shipwreck is going to be home. And so I got to go get everybody served up. But I'll be in and out depending on how long it is. And then we can talk a little bit about it after the fact. But sometimes, a lot of times, what happens is I need to sit with this information. And I need to let it kind of sink in. Asani even said it before. We need to go back and rewatch everything. Um, because as we are streaming this with you guys, we're also paying attention to you guys in the comments too. And so we can't, the information doesn't necessarily always set in. Um, and so we oftentimes we'll go back and rewatch things just to make sure that we caught it all. We can also make some content on this too, if it's TikTok appropriate, which a lot of things aren't anymore. We can talk about that really quick. Hey, listen, the censorship is getting nuts again. So duck and cover. Okay. Instagram has been real bad. They took down a ton of my posts. I guess they went after Ant too. Um, Instagram and Meta is Meta is the worst one. Like TikTok has its issues, I think a lot of times. But I'm winning a lot of my appeals. I would say 99% of my appeals I'm winning. But like with Instagram, they don't even look. I got one appeal from two fucking years ago just sitting there. So duck and cover with the censorship stuff, you guys, because it's coming back. That's they're going after election misinformation again. Um, so really, really, really be careful with with. What I, I don't want to say be careful what you're putting out there, but just be aware that this could be a possibility. That's kind of how we're rolling with it. It's it's like I know it's a possibility, uh, but I'm still not hesitating to post things because I think that I'd, I'd rather it get posted and then reach a couple hundred people before it gets taken down. Meta is the devil. It is. I, I want to see 
Um, give me one second. I want to see Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk throw down. Like, does anybody know if that's actually going to happen? Because that would be great. KitKat says, I may be more excited about this interview than the Trump one. I'm not going to lie. This is an interesting one. And like I said, a lot of people are like, well, this is old news. Apparently. So here's what happened. So this guy went on Dinesh DeSozo and that episode was called the Trump Carter. It was part of a series that Dinesh DeSozo did. That was called the Trump card. And in that episode, he sat down and told the story, this basically the same story that was in the trailer in a little bit more detail. And a part of that story talked about um, Joe Biden's son, Bo Biden, who was the district attorney in Delaware and how he had like created some erroneous charges against this guy after the guy had come out and testified what had happened. Because what a lot of people don't know, too, is this guy went before the press and before members of Congress and testified to this very information. So if he's making it up, that's a ballsy move. And he also goes on to talk about how there was a former choir director that was in the church that Obama had once went to in Chicago, who was also having relations with him for a very long time. And when that guy came out public, he wasn't alive too much longer. They Danny Tannered him, from what I understand. I don't know. Like, he was shot point blank. The murder was never solved. Nobody ever really looked into it. It was just a done deal. He was just donezos. So that whole, I went back and I listened to a whole interview with, with DeSozo. And I want to listen to this one too. And then we'll do kind of a comparison. And maybe that's what will be what we talk about on Friday. If you are new to The Clutch, we go live every Friday normally at noon. Um, and we talk about everything that happened in, during the week. And obviously this week it's going to be, there's going to be some Oprah stuff in there still because that's still going around. We'll talk about this whole thing with Obama. Um, we can also touch on why this is happening now. At the end of my TikTok video, I had stated or I had asked anybody else if they feel like they're kind of being set up. And because everything seems to be kind of happening right now, which is a real interest. It's an interesting time for everything to be happening. These rumors have been around a long time, a long time. So it's very interesting that this is all just being allowed to come out. And the way that it has um, it has like choreographed itself into this long line of clapbacks almost like so we had twitter was the worst well elon musk he's like i'm gonna buy twitter and then not long after elon musk bought twitter and just opened it up made the wild wild west tucker carlson's like well i'm gonna get fired from fox and so i'm gonna start a show on twitter tucker rolled into this show on twitter almost like this had been his plan for a very long time longer than twitter had been owned by elon musk i feel like that had been in the works for a very very long time and so now Tucker's on here and he's like, well, I'm going to have Trump on and I'm going to have all this. And now Tucker's out here and everybody is bringing the story back up about Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. And a lot of people are wondering if they're doing this so that they can have a rebuttal for when or if Michelle Obama decides to run for president. Um, and a lot of people seem to think that's going to happen. A lot of backdoor news stations also are saying that that's probably that could very potentially happen. And a lot of mainstream media um, news outlets said it the same. They initially were going to run with Joe Biden, but boy, his clones just falling apart faster than Oreos in a hot day, right? You can't, you can't, I can't, I can't with this guy. I can't, this isn't real. Joe Biden's not real. This isn't real. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's not this. Um, she will run for president as a trans. So that's, and that's what people are saying. But the problem with that is if that that's going to be her campaign. Like, if she's going to come out in the midst of all this trans love that's been going on for the last two, three years, if this is, then they have to admit that they lied throughout the entire thing. And not only lied, that then they have to admit that everything else that Homeboy says in this interview tonight is true. Right down to the pastor getting murdered, who also said that he was having relations with Obama. There is so much that would set off a catalyst to this that I, I don't think people even realize. Then you get into, okay, well, there's also the, the conspiracy theory that the Obama's daughters are not their actual daughters. They belong to other people or they use a surrogate or some combination of the both. There's that. And then you get into the conspiracy theory of uh, the emails that leaked out from the WikiLeaks thing from Hillary Clinton and the hot dogs and, and Barack Obama. I mean, if they come out and they admit this, it's going to bring to light everything else that we've ever questioned about the about Barack Obama's presidency. And they're going to have to answer for all of it. And because they're going to get asked, there's no way they cannot get asked during the if she decides to run during this campaign. Mainstream media can't hide that. They can't. Um, they got to go have the first trans president. I hope the society takes pity on Obama for finally coming out. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I don't think that there is more of us than or more of them than there are of us. I know it looks that way. 
but I don't think that that is going to be the case. I just don't. And when it comes to, um, they'd have to admit those girls aren't there. I know they'd have to, they'd have to talk about all of this stuff. It would all have to come back up and back. We'd have to dive back into Barack Obama's chef. Well, what did he know then? Or why then what really happened? Because that whole thing, they did an autopsy. Apparently the guy just died. He just drowned. They're like, well, he just drowned. Bitch. No, he's he was a swimmer. He was fit. There's no way he just fell off the board and drowned. You couldn't have said he had a medical emergency, a heart attack, or some kind of an attack, or an aneurysm, or something. He just he just fell. That there's so they'd have all of that crap is going to come back up. It would be like a Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, 2016, all over again. And it would be instead of Hillary Clinton and her bullshit this time, it would be the Obamas and theirs. Which maybe that's the plan all along. I don't know. But a lot of people were also saying that she has come out. He, <laughs> I did it again. I'm so bad at this. That Obama, Michelle, has come out and she has already said that she has no interest in running. And that's possible too. Um, but I'd like to think that if they pressured her enough and if there was enough money involved for her, that they probably would. I feel like Melania is the surrogate child and Sasha's not bad. And also then it brings, it brings the laptop from hell all back up again too, because there was photos of the, there was photos on there of, of these two in the white house and doing some things. Yo, what's up? I am live. Oh, you just want to wave. You can wave. Hi. Um, it brings all of this back up and then they all comes into question. What's so I don't know. I don't know if this is exposure season or if this is legit Obama running underground. This is what we're looking at. But Joe ain't it. Joe ain't, if you get if you get Joe Biden and Donald Trump on that debate stage in in the official official, not the primaries, but the official official, like Biden doesn't have a chance. He just, he doesn't, he'd be better off not showing up and just throwing in the, I mean, he just doesn't have a chance. And so there's got to be something. A lot of people suggested Gavin Newsom too. Like they're prepping Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom's another one. There's no way. Trump will eat him alive. He just will. Melissa Castle, thank you so much for the super sticker. I love your face. What time we got? 58. We're going to do this again. Let me put this back up. Not catch a grenade for you. Now, this isn't going to be as big as I think the Trump one was, but in the off chance, it is people are flogging the dog to get to watching it again. Again, it's going to take just a minute or so to get it pulled up and get it going. And they're going to give old Joe the, some white something so he step right is my guess. I am not running for president. Absolutely. Not. I have zero interest in being. I thought about it for about five minutes. I'm like, you know, my my grandmother in law was the state senator of Nevada. Uh, for many years. And I, I really did think about it, but then I slept on it and I was like, no, I'd rather just not, I'd rather come out here and I don't yuck. I, I, the things you got to do to even get the things you want passed, passed, the whole thing needs to be just redone. It's ridiculous. Gerson is hated, ignored the election results. They cheat in that for 20 years. Yeah, boy, you don't have to run. We'll write you in. You should. Would I, would I get to go show up on Fox news then? Stupid Fox News. Would they put my name at the baller? Oh, here we go. In retrospect, it's pretty amazing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make this big, okay? Let me make sure my mic is off. I got to make sure I'm muted or you'll get double sound. And... Or Barack Obama gave the key. In retrospect, it's pretty amazing that Barack Obama got as far as he did. In 2004, the summer of 2004, Barack Obama gave the keynote address at the Democratic Convention in Boston. Scott, thank you so much. Walked to the podium, probably only a small percentage of people in the room knew how to pronounce his name. He was totally unheard of. No one knew Barack Obama. At the time, he was a state senator in Illinois. Four years later, he once again spoke to the Democratic Convention, but this time as the nominee. Meteoric doesn't begin to describe it. How did this happen? We were on the Benny Johnson Well, the outlines are fairly well-known, though rarely talked about. A small group of Democratic donors, mostly in Chicago, decided that Barack Obama was their guy. He was the vessel for their ambitions. 
They paid for his campaign. They paved the way for his rise. He spent two years pointlessly in the United States Senate preparing to run for president in 2008. And of course, in the end, he won. But the question was, who was this man? Where did he come from? What did he spend his life doing before he became president of the United States? Well, the news media, whose job it is to answer those questions, spent the entire 08 campaign trying to keep you from knowing the answers. By election day, most Americans knew only one thing about Barack Obama, other than he was handsome and a good communicator, hope and change. But they knew nothing about him, his origins, what he believed, and legitimate questions about those facts were turned away, as they often are, with the claim, that's a conspiracy theory. You're crazy. Shut up. One of the most interesting moments in the 2008 campaign occurred when a man like Obama himself came from out of nowhere to recount his experiences with Barack Obama, the man. His name was Larry Sinclair, and he told an amazing story. He said that in 1999, he had encountered Barack Obama in Illinois, had sex with Barack Obama, and then used cocaine with him. Sinclair went on to make these claims publicly at the National Press Club in Washington to sign a sworn affidavit and to take a lie detector test. But he was dismissed. In fact, he was attacked. Obama shills like Ben Smith of Politico batted the claims out without refuting them. They're absurd. And the rest of the media followed suit. But the claims weren't absurd. We're not claiming they're true, but they were certainly credible. This was a firsthand account. Is it choppy? Okay, let me switch my internet really quick. Sorry, you guys, and then we'll continue. Um, our internet, this will only take me out for just a second. Wait, I switched internet providers, and the new one isn't working the greatest. So let me just switch back over. Hold on. Sorry about All right, Sonia, are we back? All right, all right, let's continue. Thanks, guys. Sorry about that. Of Barack Obama's behavior by someone who was willing to sworn, sign a sworn affidavit to that effect. So the question is, whatever happened to Larry Sinclair? What's his life been like since? That's an interesting story. It turns out Larry Sinclair is still alive. He lives in Mexico. But today, he's in our studio, and we're happy to have him. Larry Sinclair, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, where did you meet Barack Obama? Uh, it was by accident. I was in the Chicago area in 99 for Lee Duke's graduation from the Naval Academy. Who's he, Lee Duke? He's basically my godson. Okay. Um, I had hired a limousine service. Did, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you live in Chicago then? No. No. I was actually living in Colorado. I had flown in the night before. Okay. So um, I had hired a limousine service, had made it the driver aware that if Lee couldn't leave the base, because once they graduate, some of them actually get their assignments and they're shipping out and they can't leave the base, that I was still interested in going out and had asked the driver if he knew anybody that was available that might want to show me, you know, Chicago. And he said he did. So well, who was the driver? Uh, his name was Jameer. Um, Motani. It was with Five Star Limo. Um, so you're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you're really saying. Yeah. 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 Well, I was in town for a few nights, but yeah, I was definitely looking to party. And Did you make that clear to the driver? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was no misunderstanding. How, how, how direct were you about that? Uh, extremely. <laughs> extremely. Extremely. Okay. Yeah, there was Welcome there was no I doubt what I was looking here. for. Okay. Uh, and he picked me up at my hotel in Gurney and drove into Chicago, pulled up in a bar outside, and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. It was literally that casual. That had you ever heard of him? No. Did the driver know him? Yep. The driver definitely knew him because the driver said that he was a friend. Interesting. What? How would the driver be friends with Barack Obama? I only found out later of uh, dealing with a reporter from Bloomberg News that apparently the limousine company had been doing business with Tony Resco 
that at the time was somehow affiliated with Barack Obama. Yes. Interesting. So he knew Barack Obama. And in his view, Barack Obama liked the same kind of partying you were looking for. Yes. Okay. So sex and drugs, in other words. The sex part I wasn't so sure about until, of course, you know, you you make your move. But it became obvious very quick. Um, The coke part, I thought, was interesting because of the way that I had brought it up. So I'm stepping on your story. So you pull and I apologize. So you pull up to this bar. The driver is basically scouting some dude for you to hang out with. Correct. There's this guy, Barack Obama. Have you ever heard of Barack Obama? Never. Never. Um, We're having drinks. I mentioned the fact that I could use something to wake up. I was extremely exhausted. So you went into the bar? (laughs) Yes, sir. What kind of bar was it? I'm trying to remember. I've been trying to remember the name. I know that the glasses had three X's on them Uh uh, because I remember taking one home. Uh, for a friend of mine. What, but I mean, generally characterize it was it, it was a it was class up, bar, no, gay it was bar, upscale, bar. It was upscale, quiet, wasn't really that, uh, that really didn't have a lot of energy to it. It was yeah. more relaxed, more like a lounge as opposed to somewhere where people would go and get loud and crazy. Yeah. Um, which made it easier to talk. Um, but like I said, when I brought up the fact that I could do something to wake up, um, he immediately knew what I was referring to, um, had made it clear that I was looking for Coke and I really was and had made the suggestion that he knew where we could get it. And we left to go get it. Interesting. Did he say what he did for a living? No, nope. I had no idea that he was a representative in the Illinois House. I had no idea he was in politics. I just knew that he was supposedly married and at the time was going through some, some issues with the marriage. Did he said that? That was made clear. Yeah. Huh. Um, did he say what kind of issues? No. Nope. Remember? No. Nope. So you said, I'm looking for something to wake up. He knows you're referring to cocaine. I know where to get it. What happens next? We get back in the limo. The driver takes us wherever it is that Barack had instructed him to take us. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. He gets out, comes back. Um, I start putting a line on a CD tray uh, to snort. Uh, And you're you're in in the the limo. limo. Yep. Driving or parked? No, the driver's driving. Yep. I start to put a line on on a CD tray. And I just happened to notice that he pulls something else out of his pocket. And next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I don't have an issue with it. I mean, some people smoke, some people snort. Smoking the cocaine. Yes. So as I'm doing a line, I just start. This is the part where you, you know, you kind of make your move to to see where things are going. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going. And it went the direction I had intended it to go. Um, so the night became somewhat active sexually and drug-wise in the limo. Um, so you hit on him. Did he seem shocked by that? Not at all. Yeah. I mean, if you're smoking crack with a stranger in the back of a limo, like you got to imagine things are might go crazy places. Well, not only imagine it, I look at it this way. I look, I've done a lot of crazy things in my lifetime. I'm a pretty good judge of character and I pretty much know whether or not I can move in a certain direction with an individual. I didn't feel that I was going in the wrong direction. I just wasn't so sure how much I could trust the individual right. at, at first. Um, And that was probably one of my bigger concerns. But the fact that I was already becoming somewhat buzzed, eh, you kind of throw caution to the wind. You weren't sure you could trust the individual. What does that mean? When you meet someone out of the blue and you go to a level that you're doing drugs with or you're giving money to purchase drugs or even for sexual activity, 
you have to be sure that you can trust them. And when I say trust, I mean that you're not going to end up being robbed or that you're not going to end up having a knife stuck into you, you know, from one direction or another, or that you're not going to pull up somewhere and all of a sudden the car door is going to open and you got five people pulling you out of it. So that's what I mean when I say trust someone. And and you and you've been around at this point in your life, big time. Yeah. Right. So probably not your first time in a situation like this. Not at all. And and that's why I said I pretty much know where I can go and, and yeah. at, at what point. Um, so you start rubbing his leg and he's, I mean, I, I think I was to be totally blunt with you, like a man who's not into gay sex would be like, whoa, 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 whoa settle, settle down. down. Trust me, if it was something that you were not interested in, yeah. Uh, and you're right. I've had guys that uh, I read wrong that would literally try to break your hand for sure uh, if, if you went in that route. So it, it's not like this was something that he wasn't into. It's yeah. not something that he was shocked by. Yeah. Uh, shocked by you don't get excited and you don't unbutton your pants and you don't just sit there and let it happen. Yeah. So it wasn't it definitely wasn't Barack's first time uh, that much. I'm I'm absolutely certain of. Uh, and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. So, um, so you performed oral sex on Barack I did. Obama. You did. Um, in, in the driver's up front. Yep. And he's cool with this. The driver has the partition up. He didn't have a problem. He didn't put it down for any reason. I mean, he kind of set up the whole thing for this in the first he, place. Exactly. And I have a funny feeling he had no, uh, bones to pick with it as far as what took place. In yeah. It. Um, so what happened after? Uh, afterwards, I actually went back to my hotel. I had specifically asked that he drop Barack off first, but for some reason he and Barack chose that they would drop me off at the hotel first and then he would take Barack. So Barack actually made the drive out to Gurney, which is a suburb outside of Chicago, um, to the hotel for me to be dropped off. What hotel was it? It was the Comfort Inn in Gurney. Ooh, that sounds depressing. It, well... You have to remember it was 99 yeah, no, <laughs> and it was close to the great plain great lakes naval facilities yeah but um i got dropped off they left uh the next day was somewhat interesting because he ends up showing up at my hotel room which i thought was somewhat weird but he wanted some more mm-hmm. so when you say he showed up he just he showed up. I mean, I had no warning. I was in the room. There's a knock on the door. I opened the door and he's standing there. And he's standing there with more coke and he comes in. And it was just like a quick, you know, rehash or rerun from the night before. Exact same program. Exact same program. Was he smoking again? Yep. So Barack Obama smokes crack and then you perform yep. all sex on him. And the, like I said, the only reason I had come out in about it is I had reached out to the campaign even in 2007, only because I saw all these kids getting excited about it. Okay, wait, just, so how did that end? Like, same way. You get off, you finish smoking, you leave. Like, thanks, bye? Mm -hmm. What did you think of him? I thought it was interesting. Uh, I thought he was definitely a con. But what do you mean by that? Well, in my life at that point, you had you you made it clear I had already been around. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So you know when people are doing things because they actually really enjoy it or they're sincere or they're looking, you know, for yeah. a connection or they're doing something because they're looking for an in or they're looking for a hook or it's a game. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I felt that it was a game for him. It, it was like, okay, what am I going to get out of it? Or is there something I can get out of it other than just, you know, the sexual part. Right. And lucky for me, I wasn't going back to Chicago anytime soon. So it really didn't matter. So you were left with a bad taste in your mouth. Something, yeah, yeah. Um, did you talk to him again? I did not. In fact, I and did you have any idea, even though you had sex with him twice, 
you did cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was until I'm sitting in my house in Tequala, Nagate, Mexico in 2004. And he walked on that stage in Boston, in the DNC convention. And I literally hit the floor. I just hit the floor and was. Wait, so you're watching the Democratic convention from Mexico. I was and laughing. And the guy that smoked crack in your comfort in with you. I was laughing so hard. And you were sure it was him. I was absolutely positive. How? I don't forget people I've met. I don't forget people I have spent time with. I just don't. And just to just to restate, because I think you affirmed this, but um, he used his real name. When you yes. Did he call himself Barack or Barry? Barack. Barack. And so did the driver. And that's why at first when everybody was referring to him as Barry, I just didn't understand or, or, or catch on. Because like I said, I didn't know that much about him other than the fact that, hey, you know, you you hook up, you know, today it's grinder. Back then it was, you know. The limo driver. Yeah. A limo driver or a bartender, you know. You ask and somebody knows somebody or somebody doesn't. Amazing. Amazing. So you're sitting there in Mexico watching this and you think, that's the guy I had sex with who smoked crack it with me. Yep. And what do you think? Like I said, I just started cracking up. I freaked out. I had even pointed out to some friends of mine that were at the house that night. And I told them, I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, I blew this guy twice. <laughs> you know, and they just start cracking up. But that's the thing about me. I've never been in the closet. I've never hid. I mean, I'm always very direct and blunt. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I'm just like, this is unreal, you know, and I had no idea that he was going to run, you know, in 2008, but I was back from Mexico, but it, it was a strange feeling sitting there watching him walk across that stage and realizing who he was. Huh. So what did you do? You said you reached out to the campaign. Well, I didn't do anything in 2004, but when he announced his run for 2008, I did reach out to the campaign in late 2007 because I had seen a lot of these college kids talking about how thrilled they were, how there was a, a candidate who was completely honest about his entire life, his drug use, you know, what he did as, when he was in school, you know, the constant back and forth one minute is, Yes, I did cocaine when I was younger, or no, I never did cocaine, but I smoked weed. So I just simply pointed out that all I was asking was, look, why don't you just simply come out and say, I did coke and I've done it as recently as 1999. You know, just tell the truth. Put it out there and be honest and let it stay as the truth rather than this back and forth. Um, Never did hear anything back uh, from them immediately. How did, who did you reach out to? Do you remember? I reached out to actually David Axelrod's office in Chicago. I'm trying to remember the letters because it was actually three letters. And did you say I had sex with Barack Obama? This is the interesting part. My first contact with the campaign never mentioned the sex whatsoever. Um, that was actually brought to my attention by someone who eventually reached out to me in late 2007, claiming to be with the campaign, but wasn't with the campaign. What, what do you mean that was pointed out to you? So you never told I anyone never, in the Obama campaign you did sex with Barack not Obama? Not in 2007, no. Interesting. But they knew? Yep. How? Who? Well, that's I'm, weird. I'm assuming Barack himself because the phone calls that I got in late 2007 came from a gentleman that I have uh, repeatedly identified as Donald Young. And it was Donald Young who had mentioned to me that the campaign was not going to acknowledge the sex and the drug uh, interaction. And I was somewhat taken back because, like I said, I had never mentioned the sex to the campaign at all at that point. I had in 2008, 
but I had not in 2000. Okay, that is amazing. And I want to get to who Donald Young was in just a minute, but I, and I, I apologize for being a bad interviewer, but let me just ask the obvious question, which, what was Obama like on crack? Actually, and <laughs> I hate to say this because some people are going to think I'm really crazy. Uh, I knew a lot of people that smoked it because I was in Miami in the early 80s when it became quite popular. Um, similar to a friend of mine that I knew in Miami gets extremely high, calm, almost euphoric. Um, and then as it starts to come down, you know, the twitching and the looking, anything that looks white that's sitting on the seat or, or the floor, you assume is another piece that fell off that, you know, yeah. you can pick up and smoke. But um, while he was high, pretty much the same. Pretty controlled. Pretty controlled, euphoric. Um, talkative, but not really saying anything. So it was like his presidency. A lot like it. Um, was it your impression, and of course you wouldn't, strictly speaking, no, but was it your impression that this was the first time you'd ever smoked crack? No, no. Uh, you don't, first of all, you don't buy crack get in a limo and have a pipe in your pocket if it's the first time you smoke crack. Yeah. You just mm. don't. That makes sense. So um, I've I read about your story to the extent it's been written about not very much, mm -hmm. um, but I'd never read that Donald Young, this man, Donald Young called you and told you that he knew you'd had sex with Barack Obama. That was the contact in late 2007 that I had that originally came under the guise that they were the they were part of the Obama campaign. So who was Donald Young? Donald Young was a choir director and a school teacher. He was a choir director at Jeremiah Wright's church in Chicago, the same church that Barack Obama went to. Uh, he was also a very openly gay black yes. man. Uh, but very well respected. Did you know him? I had never met him. I had not even realized that the person who was communicating with me had been killed uh, until a good two months after. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna get to that. So Donald Young is the choir director at Jeremiah Wright's church. Yes. And is it publicly confirmed that he knew Barack Obama? Oh, yes. Yes. Donald Young's own mother has repeatedly said that she feels that her son died to protect Barack Obama. It's just interesting that Donald Young would have called you. He's not working directly for the campaign that we know of. Exactly. But somehow he has a copy of your letter. It sounds like maybe Donald Young was on cleanup duty. Somehow he has my phone number. Exactly. And that's exactly what it was, because like I said, the first calls were it was, I was led to believe that he was with the campaign. The last conversation that I had had with Donald Young, he had actually come clean and said that he had been asked to call me and that his job was to get as much information from me as far as who I had spoken to, who I had given any information to, uh, and to get that to them. Uh, he had told me to be careful, to watch myself, and to understand that the Barack Obama campaign was not in any way, shape or form going to acknowledge anything or come out about anything. And he had made it clear that he had known Barack for quite some time and had had an intimate relationship with Barack for quite some time. He told you that? Yep. And that's when I knew that I could at least trust what I was being told. Um, Originally, I had made it clear I didn't feel comfortable with the phone call because something just didn't seem right. But after a couple of calls, it started to all fall into place. And I had said the same thing to myself. Wait, so you didn't know Donald Young existed? Nope. It sounds like you're not very political anyway. You weren't. At I wasn't at the time. And you were just annoyed that Obama was talking about cocaine and lying about it. I was extremely annoyed. But the sex part had nothing to do with it. No. Then Donald Young, who you don't know, never heard of, calls up and says, by the way, I know you had sex with Barack Obama. I did too. Yep. Pretty much. 
um, I mean, this is a longer conversation, which we're gonna have in a minute, but I mean, Obama has a wife and kids and he's telling America what a great family man he is. Is that, or maybe you've seen this a lot. I, what, what do you think of that? Well, you know, in 2008, I made it clear that Obama was having marital problems in 99 and everybody uh, in the world said that I was crazy, didn't know what I was talking about. And yet, what was it, six months ago, Barack Obama comes out and tells the world that exactly what I said was the truth. In 1999, he and Michelle came very close to divorce. Really, 15 years later, what I say is the truth, but 15 years earlier, I'm a liar and a fraud. It's interesting how things eventually come out. But yes, I, believe me, I've seen, I've known guys that were completely happily married that will screw around uh, with another man on a weekly basis and think nothing of it. Huh. Was it is is it your sense that that's who Obama is, just transactional, or that he's bisexual, or like what is this? No, my feeling that Barack Obama is probably he's definitely bi. Um, I think it, there is a lot of transactional uh, qualities to him. Because I think whatever he does, it is looking for a hook or looking for a benefit. Yeah, uh, that, that's consistent with his public persona, too, I would say. Um, so Donald Young calls you. You actually end up, sounds like you kind of like and trust Donald Young. I did. Um, did he say how long he'd had a relationship with? He him? had just said that they had been intimate for years. Intimate for years. Um, and what happened to Donald Young? Donald Young was shot dead in his apartment, second floor in Chicago, Illinois. I think it was December 23rd of 2007. 2007. According to the police report and the death certificate, multiple gunshot wounds, uh, close range, no forced entry, second floor apartment, yet not a single resident in the building heard a single shot, but yet they can hear every shot that's fired in the street outside. Um, Jeremiah Wright announces that Donald Young's dead earlier that morning, even before it was announced, he, even before he was declared dead. I mean, a lot of it just didn't make sense. Um, this is all public and you can yep. look this up and um, it's still on the internet. Uh, tell us about Donald Young's mother. Norma Jean Young, actually is a former Chicago Police Department employee. Really? Really. She had worked for the Chicago PD. Um, I had spoken with his sister, Lorraine, shortly after I realized that he was the gentleman that I had been speaking with. Uh, there were people at the time that were attempting to have Lorraine uh, and other members of Donald's family filed criminal complaints against me with Chicago because they wanted me arrested. They were trying to get the family to say that I was trying to con them or something. Uh, to my knowledge, they never uh, did any such thing. Uh, but at the same time, I, I continue to respect Lorraine and the rest of the family. Um, but Mrs. Young had finally come out and told David Nelson who was a reporter that I knew out of Minnesota, uh, that she was convinced that Donald had been killed, that his death was to protect his friend Obama. And she confirmed that they had, in fact, been extremely close for years. Um, I mean, did she confirm that they'd had sex, Obama and Donald Young? Her confirmation wasn't referencing or she did not specifically say that they were sexually involved. She just simply said that they had been intimate friends for, for years. But she believed the Obama campaign was she, responsible. She believed that his death was due to protecting Barack Obama. And I made the same argument that People said, well, how are you accusing Barack? I said, I'm not accusing Barack of anything. But I said, I'm willing to bet my life that Barack Obama and Jeremiah Wright both know or have knowledge of who killed Donald Young. There is no doubt in my mind about that. 
Well, this was a guy who was clearly going to be the next leader of, of the world. You know, people kill each other over insurance claims, over bar fights. You know, there's a lot at stake here. I, mm -hmm. I have no knowledge of this. I'm not alleging yeah. uh, a murder by the Obama campaign or its allies, but it, it's not. It's not a crazy thing to wonder, obviously. No, and the only thing I, after I realized what had happened with Donald Young, the only thing I'd ever asked was the same thing that I had done. And I said, you know, if you want to accuse me of being crazy, you know, release your phone records, you know, turn over your phone records from your phone in 99, turn over your phone records for the last year. I mean, it's that easy. If you've got nothing to hide, it's not like they're going to be made public. Turn them over to authorities, let them investigate, let them look. But no. So um, I, now seems like a fair time to ask about your, your motive. So your initial motive was you were annoyed because you believed you you, that Obama was lying about his drug use. Right. But then after the Donald Young exchange where he brings up the sex that you had with Obama, um, what's what was the point at which you decided, I'm just going to bring this to the country? I'm going to go public. Well, in January of 2008, after having contacted uh, the campaign yet again, I had decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to make a YouTube video and put it up, which I did. Um, it wasn't because I was looking for anything out of it. In fact, if I had even stopped long enough to anticipate the blowback uh, and, and the consequences of speaking out, um, me being me, it probably would not have stopped me. It might have slowed me a little bit, but it would not have stopped me. But um, I figured if you're going to call him out, you can't call him out on part of it. And, and people have said, well, why didn't you just talk about the drug use and leave the sex out? And I said, because if I said he just used drugs and then you found out later it was drugs and sex, you would accuse me of lying because I didn't mention the sex. So my and the opinion was, if you're going to tell the story, then you tell the whole story and let the chips fall where they may. So that's exactly what I did. And so you made a YouTube video. By the way, I look I looked for it last time. I couldn't find it. That's because YouTube gave access to my account to someone shortly after uh, the polygraph test. And I was never given access back to it before the video was actually deleted. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah. YouTube gave access to the account and the video was deleted. Microsoft gave access to my Hotmail account and all of my emails were circulating the internet and vacation replies were set up on my email telling people that I was busy uh, giving blowjobs and would get back with them when I was done and oh yeah. Man, they wanted Obama to be president. Yep, and they wanted me to be the biggest fraud and nutcase that ever existed. So I got to ask you, I mean, you know, I, I wasn't there. I can only assess what mm -hmm. you're saying. I don't see any obvious motive for you for gain, financial gain. You're not going to get rich doing this. And in fact, you haven't You've gotten impoverished uh, as a result of it. But like if I'm a reporter, well, I was a reporter at the time. I remember thinking, well, that's an interesting story. But it seemed like nobody in the media wanted to follow up with you. And some people like Ben Smith at Politico, who's a liar and a shill posing as a journalist. I, I reread the piece last night that he wrote saying, oh, it's ridiculous. Right off the, the first graph. It's ridiculous. These claims. Well, I think I have an answer for why a lot of reporters did not want to follow up. And I think it would have something to do with what David Axelrod told a old Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, reporter, or no, a Chicago Tribune reporter, uh, John Crudson. Uh, Axelrod had been a reporter in Chicago before okay. he went into politics. Well, John Crudson worked for the Chicago Tribune, and John Crudson actually came to Duluth, Minnesota, and sat down with me and, and talked with me. And John Crudson had, had told me point blank that before he had flown out, that he had spoken to Axelrod. And that Axelrod had told him that they were aware of who I was and that it was their intentions to destroy me. And that if any reporter had mentioned me to them, 
they would be completely cut off and that outlet would be completely cut off from access to the Obama campaign for the duration of the year. So I think that had a lot to do with why reporters didn't bring things up to the campaign because everybody wanted access to, you know, the new savior. Nobody wanted to be blackballed and, and denied access to a historic campaign. Yeah, but I mean, if it's the guy's running for president and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes, I mean, that, that seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth about anything. Yeah, they're liars. And that Ben Smith is a liar. Oh, Ben Smith's more than a liar, but you're right. What do you mean more than a liar? He's a complete fraud. Ben Smith, you know, I hear people talking about grifters. Ben Smith to me is a grifter. Ben Smith wrote an article um, saying that I had a 27-year criminal history career criminal and the funny thing is is if you look my criminal history up which i've published myself and provided from day one uh my criminal history goes from 1980 to 1986 and everything i've ever done i've owned it i've never wasted taxpayer money and any sentence i've ever been given i've served um but he also said that I was a fugitive, that I was avoiding prosecution. I was trying to prevent from going to jail. None of that was true, but the media ran with it. Even Greta, even Greta linked to it and said that people asked me why I would not interview Larry Sinclair. This is why, and she linked to Ben Smith's article. And notice his article was published right when I was preparing to do the press conference at the National Press Club, but hey, the National Press Club, so-called beacon for freedom of, of the press, they were just as involved in trying to keep the story from ever being. It's interesting. I, I watched the other night, I watched your entire National Press Club appearance. And in it, you detail your intersections with law enforcement mm -hmm. in, ex exhaustively. Yep. Every time you've been arrested, you explain it. Every time you've done time, you've exp yep. you explained it. So you didn't, from what I could tell, hide your past. No, why? You, you can't. I mean, I've never hidden my past in regular everyday life. Why would I hide it in something like this? So, um, I mean, you're the only person on this set who's had sex with Barack Obama. So I think you're, I, I, I don't know, expert on Obama, but you know more than most people. What's your assessment of him now? Uh, I think he's the same grifter that he's always been. I think he's still very power hungry. I think Obama is calling the shots in the current Biden administration really? more than people are willing to admit. Um, I think Obama is hell bent. Uh, I had made a statement during that press conference that I felt that Barack Obama being elected was going to push race, race relations in this country backwards 50 years. I am absolutely positive I was. <laughs> yes. I, well, I think you've been you've been vindicated on that <laughs> because race relations in this country has not only gotten pushed back, but everything's about race now. Everything. Everything is about victimization. now. Um, I'm, it's interesting, though. Um, yeah, he's a, obviously a race hater, very anti-white, but he had sex with a white man. So you have to ask, like, is that real? Oh, for him, of course. I, and I would be willing to bet you I'm not the only white person he's ever had sex with or male anyone. Yeah. Um, but hey, he's got what he wanted. You know, he is in D.C. He's living the life. He's still looked upon as as being the savior of, of the country, you know, and sadly, people are still giving him that power. And I think it's going eventually to be to, to the detriment of. Can, can I just ask you one last question? How did you? It, that's it, I'm just thinking about. It. It's very insightful because I, I knew a lot of people who weren't liberal who voted for Obama, purely on the race question, mm -hmm. and they weren't all self-hating, guilty whites. They were like nice, normal people who wanted to see race relations improve, and that really was the core promise of his campaign. And a lot of people bought it. A lot of smart people bought mm -hmm. it, and I saw why they bought it. But you didn't buy it. How did you know that? I grew up in South Carolina in the 1960s and 70s. Okay. I've been gay and knew I was gay since six years old. Never hit it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
I grew up in rural South Carolina. And my first job as a kid was cropping tobacco for a family by the name of Rose that were a black family living across the road from my grandparents. Um, so I grew up as a kid, a gay kid, in an era and a area that would get you killed being gay just as quick as you could be hanging being black. So I actually knew the other side of the track before I knew that I was supposed to act like I was above this or above that. I've watched it my whole life. I know when someone plays, when it comes to acting like they're one way and then in reality, they're the biggest racists or bigots alive on both sides, okay? I knew because he was saying one thing in the campaign and then if people started to actually listen to what he was saying, remember there was a time when he actually told supporters to show up at a fight with a knife, get in people's face, argue with them if they didn't agree to support him, if they didn't agree to vote for him, argue with them, convince them, come on. You don't make statements like that and tell me that you're not going to make things about race. He did. Man, that is that is the one part of your story that we can say unequivocally you're telling the truth about. You saw that and most people didn't. Larry Sinclair, I'm really grateful that you came. I wish I had interviewed you in 2008. I don't think anyone would have run the interview. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, thank you. You're welcome. Very much. Thank you. Great to meet you. You too. Baba Zinga, a couple things about the story. It has not changed since his story with Dinesh D'Souza. He has not changed at all. Like none of the facts have changed from the description of to what happened in the back of the limo to the guy, to the driver. It is all the exact same story. And so either he's rehearsed it and just had it down over the last, I don't even know when, when it was 90s, like forever ago. Or he's telling the truth. He doesn't seem to be making it up. He's not fumbling. He's not mumbling. I, I'm inclined to believe him. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the fallout from this is going to be, if there is one. Let me. And just a quick reminder, too, we are not going to be leaving this video up. I am going to take it down. If you want to rewatch or re-listen, you'll be able to do so on Spotify or any of your podcast stations because we're going to upload it there. But on Twitter so far, 1.1 million people have watched this interview so far and it's been up for just about an hour. So 1.1 million people have seen it so far and it's still up. You can go watch it on X, um, like I said, or you can get us on Spotify or I know Rumble. There's a station on Rumble that is posting all of Tucker's stuff. You can go there and watch it as well. Um, I'm going to sit with this for a little bit. We can talk more about it on Friday about what this kind of look like, what this kind of looks like and and why it's coming out now. I'm a big timings person. And this just seems, this seems like it's, it's, I'm not on Twitch right now. I, I don't get anybody on Twitch anyway. So I don't, uh, I didn't stream to that. Just kind of keep my bandwidth down. But I feel like this is a tipping point for something to happen. Um, and I don't know what that something is. I feel like there's going to be an Obama argument that's coming up that this is going to blow. And it's going to blow up in in that kind of way. Like it's setting the stage for you to have something to argue with with Obama lovers. I don't know why I feel this way. Um, Jennifer says she's on the fence. I get that. You have to go watch. Go back and watch Dinesh's interview. It's called The Trump Car. And I think it's on Rumble. It might be on YouTube too. You can find it on Twitter for sure. The story is exactly the same. And that was even a few years ago. We're talking quite a while ago. And then again, there's the there's the book that Obama had come out and admitted himself like via his. This is what I'm saying. People, He could come out and admit it and people ain't going to believe it. It is easier to convince people of the lie than it is to convince people that they've been lied to. Because people like he came out and said this in a tell all book. It's in a book that he fantasized about this. Those were his words. And people still won't believe it. And he said it. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. And this is why when we, we talk about the Great Awakening, this is why it's so tough. Because people, even if the media talked about it, even if this was front page freaking news tomorrow, 
people wouldn't buy it. People even on the left and the right, they're also biased about the media the media now. They just nobody watches the media anymore. If he came out and said it directly to the people, if he made a YouTube video and said, Hey, guess what? These rumors are true, people still wouldn't believe it. They would be like, well, it's probably deep fakes, or it's just Trump. It's Trump. That's what we'd hear. It's Trump's fault. And, and people, they just wouldn't believe it. And this is the cognitive dissonance. I think that people talk an awful lot about it. It's really hard for people to wrap their heads around any theory, really the truth, what theory, it doesn't matter. And you can't get there until you do the work. Like, and a lot of these people still ain't done the work, but that's why I think they aren't going to just come out and admit it. But I do think this is setting everybody else up for something. Um, and I, I, I thought about this all day. I'm hopefully not, but I would not be surprised if Michelle came out and announced they have until October 16th. That's when the first state, which is Nevada, closes down their uh, ability to file paperwork. So the October 16th is kind of like the deadline. And so if nothing happens by then, you got Joe and Trump. Uh, but I would not be surprised if she didn't come out and announce a run. Um, everybody's talking about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom ain't really even in the news a whole lot. Like, not like he had been. So I don't see it being Gavin Newsom. But maybe I've been wrong before. With that, you guys, I'm going to wrap this up. I love your faces. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for being here. And I will see you on Friday at noon for the Nooner. Where we will recap this and everything else. Keep removing. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for all of them, dear. Bye, guys. Back off. I'll take you on. Head strong. You take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're head strong. You're head strong.